Yes, it's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Howdy, folks. I'm Sleazy B. Martini, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. This is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time. The dangling thumb. And you're listening to Quality Time Broadcast. And they paid me I mean, Jeremy, I'd like that, you know, you, you, you're expanding yourself as an artist. You came over today to cut a, a little guitar solo today, which I'm excited about. And maybe we'll be able to share a little bit of that with our listeners. A little bit what of about shred. my song that I, I did that was a cover of your song? I might play a little of that one, too. Jeremy, so, I'm sorry, welcome to Quality Time, everyone. I'm your host, Eric Woodworth. Uh, you know what, I'm going to go out of order first uh, with, with the very beautiful, the very lovely, the very talented, fresh off of a show from Delaware, Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? I know, we're doing it, we're here, we're live once again. Uh, World War Three is upon us, uh, which is, ex- is exciting. Um, What's the point of having nukes if you don't use them? That is, you know, I've always said that. Nuke the whales. Um, I feel the same way about having eggs in my uterus. <laughs> Why are they there if I'm not using them? You can always sell them on the market. You know, I've actually tried to, but the older I get, the less they want them. My... My eggs are like things you find at Ollie's because they're like, look, we got way too many of these and they're going to expire. Get them cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The hardest part is when you buy an Ashley egg, you can never get that Ollie sticker off of it. They're impossible. The adhesive (laughs) is so strong. Good eggs. Cheap. <laughs> and then you can see the original price I was selling them for and what you're getting them for and it's like that's a bargain. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, Ollie's, that's where I bought the uh the Radex. The uh stuff that uh, the, the, the bait <laughs> oh, Ollie's that's once again. It's good the- for not killing rats but feeding them for weeks on Look. end. Yeah, we did, Look, you didn't read the Jeremy. fine print. Yeah, Jeremy, both my eggs and your rat ex do the same thing. We trick stupid white men into buying us and being like, yeah, this is going to work. <laughs> I, I hate to say this if I ever live past my uh, beloved, beloved wife, who is really a great person, that if I do ever play the field again, I'm probably going to knock somebody up before I marry them. So Beforehand. Yeah. I'll give you a hint, Jeremy. It's not going to be me. <laughs> hey, uh, hey. Uh, so, Ash, what's new? What's uh, how? How are you dealing with the impending uh, destruction of the world? I'm great. You know, my routine has taken a very interesting um, turn. So every morning, I get up, I cry into my coffee, I look outside, and think about 
everything that doesn't matter anymore. And then I go to work and then I take a lunch break and I cry on my lunch break. And then after I get off work, um, I cry before dinner and then I exercise and then I cry before bed. So like, it's really opening me up to some new things. Uh, I've really, I really enjoyed thinking about all that I have not accomplished, but I had a great show in Delaware last night. Yeah. How was um, Delaware? Didn't you ride up, ride up with the great Ryan Lina? Yes. Lina and the vagina were on the road and we had a great time. Uh, I did, I did tell a woman that she puts the cunt in country club and that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you big stupid bitch. I love you. No, she was lovely. Um, but then I don't know what it is, guys. I think there is a new man in my life that I can harass. Oh, and I'm a wonderful time. I did tell him last night that I bet his dick tastes like a charcuterie board. Um, I am waiting for a response. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's awesome, Ash. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you had a great time. Good show. Putting the cunt back in country. You know, hey, that should be your album cover. You know, you should say <laughs> it's, like yeah, it's country club because she was very hoity toity well to do. So it's you put the cunt back in country club. I think that'd be that'd be a good like album cover for you. Get all Dolly partoned up and then uh, and then uh, and oh, then put that. But make again, that, though, I. I don't think you're still like hitting what I'm talking about. If I'm going to do it as an album, it would be me in a polo shirt uh-huh. with my legs wide open, no underwear on a golf cart. Oh, well, I like it. All right. Yeah. That's solid. It's, it's the, it's the uh, caddy shack of female genitalia. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I had a show last night in my in my hometown. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me actually introduce the, our, our co-host, my sweet dear brother, the man who came over to lay down some tasty guitar riffs for a song that we'll probably share shortly here, uh, Mr. Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? Who are you talking to? I'm, I'm sorry. He's on the program. It's me, Bud Court. <laughs> oh, it's Bud Court. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I loved you in uh, Brain Damage. You were great in that. Yeah, I was... Um... Uh, scientist. <laughs> Bud Court, of course, in today's movie, Jeremy's pick of the week, uh, which was uh, is Harold and Maude. We'll get to that soon enough. Um, I, feel, I feel really excited and wild today. <laughs> you sound crazy right now, Jasma. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I might lose control. <laughs> <laughs> I might just raise my shoulders like an inch or two. So, whoa, whoa, relax there, pal. You know, you know who Did, scares me? Who's that? These wild goth kids. They're so out of control. <laughs> <laughs> I would never wear makeup. Never. No, I, I like to just crawl into a box in my closet and sleep there for days. <laughs> this is and, you... and then I lose like 30 pounds. Bud, you live a wild life, man. You know, I, I like to think I'm in my own little private prison camp. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, like like Michael Stipe would say, his own private Idaho. It's my own little private prison camp. Oh, well, very this lovely. The worst Michael, episode of NPR. <laughs> my, Michael Stipe is way too crazy and wild too. <laughs> Michael Stipe is is his rock is too hard for you. Yeah, I don't even touch sugar or caffeine oh no what happens if you do 
I, I think my head would explode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my sweet daughter is back. Susie, what, what has happened? Give us an update. Grayson's not home. He's going to be here on Tuesday. Okay, well, can you... This just in. Grayson is not home. Susie cannot play with him. There's no friends outside. Susie is stuck inside. Now she's bouncing on a ball. The neighborhood is dead. There's no one to play with. <laughs> hey, Sue. We're recording right now. Could you be a Sweet Home Alabama and uh, head upstairs for a little bit, maybe? Susie, Google how to build a Molotov cocktail. <clears throat> You'll make some Molotov cocktails for Daddy, okay? Make sure you put styrofoam in them so they stick to the tanks. We'll go out and throw them and have fun burning things later. God damn it. No, I'm just <laughs> Anyway, uh, back to the show. So, look, um, I'm having... Uh, can I... Uh, the show was rather uneventful. I was in uh, Eldersburg. It was fine. Met up with some old friends, got a little tanked. It was a good time. Uh, but today, Ashley, today, I woke up. I watched today's movie, and then I decided to, you know, deep dive into something I never dove in before. And I watched, never entered this universe before, I watched the newest Medea movie today. And can, Yikes. Can I be honest ah. with you? <laughs> I fucking loved it. <laughs> I, I, I might need to get in more into the... Med- Let me tell you no. what happens in it. There's a scene, uh, if, if spoiler alerts if you haven't seen the Medea movie, because there's a big spoiler hey, about I'll, to happen. Can I... I'm going to let you do that. But can I also just point out my opinion? And I can't wait to hear yours yeah. is that they all have the same formula. Every single Medea movie is the same formula. What? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I'll never watch. One. I'm, I listen. I'm going to watch at least another <laughs> one. Now. Two of them. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. So, Hey, there's a scene in this new Medea movie where she has a flashback to Rosa Parks and Rosa Parks. <laughs> the reason that she stayed on the bus was because it was because Medea was outside ready to fight her and beat her ass because Rosa <laughs> Parks slept with her husband. <laughs> so, so, I almost I almost fell out of my chair laughing. God Tyler damn. Perry, more like Tyler Petty. <laughs> um, yeah, I own. Uh, I'm gonna say this right now. I do own two of those movies i own diary of a mad black woman and medea's family reunion i can admit that i have bad taste sometimes it's not something i'm proud of i bought those 10 years ago um they all have the same formula which is um abusive family member slash someone is addicted to drugs medea's raising other people's children and then the gospel was shared the end Oh, Lord. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you about the whole one or two minutes of a Medea movie that I've watched that I was like, is there comedy in this? Because it seems so damn serious. It's like depressing as hell. (laughs) Yeah. You see Medea hit somebody in the head with a frying pan. And then the next scene, this woman will be like, you sold me when I was 13 to have sex with men in the neighborhood. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, that's the part I caught. I was like, this isn't really much of a comedy. Hey there. Hey, there. There's this one scene that made me laugh too in this new Medea movie, where uh, so they have now they have a cross-dressing uh, Irish sitcom guy who's who's in it. He's a, he, there's a white cross-dresser in this one. So there's like a token white guy in <laughs> yeah, this there's movie. A, the, there's a token white guy, if you will, and he says the phrase. He's like, "Oh, don't get your knickers in a bunch," and the Medea family loses it. <laughs> Do you know who was you know who was really hilarious on Living Color? What's that? Jim Carrey. He was really funny. Yeah. I liked him in that. 
That's um, the only one I liked. Yeah, everybody no. needs a token white person. That's not true. Damon, Damon, um, Damon Wayans was funny. The too. Wayans brothers are underrated as the, their gift to comedy because Marlon Wayans is uh, he's fine. The younger Wayans are good. But Keenan Ivory Wayans is a goddamn gem. And if you've never seen the movie, I'm going to get you sucker. Uh, chef's kiss. Good. And David, One of my favorites. David Allen Greer will always carve a very large hole into my heart for playing Don No Soul Simmons in Amazon Women on the Moon. Oh, OK. Well, the. The only Wayans Brothers like movies that I love and I am deeply appreciative to them for was the scary movies. The first like three huge yeah, fan. They're all good. And uh, I just, uh, you know, I love little them. man. Not so much. I haven't seen little man, uh, but maybe after I'm terrible, maybe after I get through the Medea verse, that's going to be maybe that's what I'll do. I'll get to that one. I, I'd like to think I've evolved past the man pretends to be fat woman for comedy you know because i've gone to all of eric's shows and i'm just like i've seen it (laughs) hey do you want to know hey do you know what my favorite though wayne younger wayne's brothers uh movie is scary movies are great scary movie two is 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 maybe number one but a close number two that beats out the other ones for me the other scary movies is um uh, White Chicks. White Chicks is a goddamn. White Chicks is very good. It's a gem of White a movie. Chicks. I think the one where uh, he plays the uh, cello and he's like a street bum was pretty darn funny too. Are are you talk? Are you talking about the Jamie Fox movie? Well, Jamie Fox yeah. is another one of the Wayans brothers. I think. <laughs> pretty sure. Yeah, I love I love you Marlon Wayans. <laughs> about the mentally ill black man. Okay. I think like Fox is like radio. another name Let's for just... Wayans. <laughs> Yeah. How about radio? Let's just throw out different black people movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah, what I, I was Cuba going Gooding is another good Wayans brother. So I, I loved him in the movie Deep Impact when he was the president. Uh, <laughs> Eddie Mur- I love Daddy Daycare. Let's just keep going. Oh man, we're already having fun. We're having fun. So uh, what was the one where he's like a fat guy and he becomes like a, a football player? Oh, the Blind Side. Yeah, that was a good Wayne's brother the Mike, movie. The too. Michael Orr movie. Okay. Yeah. Did I ever tell you guys that I I had a joke <laughs> at a I did an all black show at a barber shop, and mm-hmm. I told a joke about how this really nice couple that was really liking me in the show. At one point, I I pointed them out and I said, "Can I offer you guys a suggestion? You're very sweet. How about we do?" Uh, the color blind side where you guys adopt a fat white girl who's bad at sports. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, mm, I think we're good. And I was she like, became I need a loving greatest family. tennis player ever. <laughs> as soon as they taught her to be a lesbian. <laughs> what? Yeah. Terrible. I, uh, so look, um, yeah. World War Three is Billie upon Jean us. Billie Jean Rodney King. Billie Jean Rodney King. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Billie Jean okay, Rodney sorry. King. It's safe sorry, now. Ahead. You yes. saved the bit once again, Ashley. Thank sorry. you. Go ahead. So, uh, I uh, I've been working on a little something uh, the last couple of days. Obviously, with the uh, the impending doom of the Russia invading Ukraine, uh, I thought uh, uh, yesterday I said, you know, what can me as a as a privileged white man do to help out the war effort? So I decided do what everybody does make music um that can save the world and i'd like to just save i'd I'd like to play a little bit of it for you we won't have to go through the whole thing 
Yeah, yeah, Mr. Eric, Ashley. Eric, you didn't do a cover of Imagine, did you? Because we've already learned that doesn't work. <laughs> this is called, right. this is Imagine 2, and it's just Yoko Ono going, like, I, 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 <laughs> and world peace was brought about if they promised to her never to sing anymore. <laughs> Is it called Imagine Dragon These Nuts Across Your Face? <laughs> I never get tired of that joke as many times as I walk blindly into it. When Yoko Ono was weaponized and her music started to kill all the soldiers in the field as they committed suicide. <laughs> So uh, here's my uh, here's my dedication to the the, the impending doom uh, with my World War Three song, and I hope you enjoy. It was a boring fear Time to kick it into high gear Streaming the carnage in pain PS5 I still can't attain Oh, woe is me Supply chain is broken Can't you see? I guess it's time for World War III So there's lots more gun sounds and stuff like that, and uh, but Jeremy has laid down a, uh, a, a a sweet guitar solo for that. So perhaps at the end of the song, I'll play it in its entirety so you can get the full fleshed out thing and the third verse. Jeremy, there is another song that I'm going to share. Now, if you remember back to our uh, episode um, for the, uh, the what's the movie called? Uh, the... French movie that we watched. Why can't I? It was my pick. Um, it was your pick. <laughs> the Brotherhood of the Wolf. There you go. That's yes. what I'm looking for. I did a little song called The Beast of Gavagnon. And now it was a fun little tune, a fun little ditty. And I gave Jeremy the instrumental some time ago. And I said, hey, you know what? This is your canvas. Now, last time I gave Jeremy this, he made a song called Dingleberry, okay? I gave him a similar task, and he made the the famous song Dingleberry, which I spent hours crafting this wonderful synthesized song, and he came back with just Dingleberry, Dingleberry. Yeah, but you know Dingleberry is one of our hottest tracks. It is. Now, I'm not saying this is on a Dingleberry level, what Jeremy has produced here, but but I got to be honest with you. It's not bad. Now, technically, this is this is a song about. I think I think it's more about man friendship than anything else. Is the best way to describe it. And um, without further ado, here we go. This is the Beast of Gavignon, Jeremy version. Go out to the movies, see our favorite show, 
So, Jeremy, uh, there's more of that, and uh, I think we'll put that in its entirety at the end of the episode. And I think yeah, that's good. I think this is going to be a game night classic. You know, I think that's going to get some some real airplay. Moving on to bigger and better things, uh, which is today's episode. Uh, Jeremy, this is your pick, okay? Uh, Harold and Maude from 1971. I'd never watched this movie. Jeremy, why Harold and Maude? Why are we uh, Why are we doing this film today? Uh, I'm a I'm a big Bud Court fan. Uh, this is a Hal Ashby film. Uh, who also did uh, Being There, which is another great uh, film, and one of uh, uh shoot uh, whatever the Pink Floyd <laughs> Pink Floyd. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what is the Pink Panthers? Uh, Peter Sellers is one of his last movies. So yeah, and uh, this is probably one of the, the probably one of the top uh 10 cult films of all time maybe even romantic comedies of all time uh it just it just you can't forget a movie with so many fucked up things in it between a uh, a very young person and an 80 year old woman and also <laughs> uh just the uh all the little tricks and surprises so you know i will say jeremy out of all your uh, out of all your picks which uh obviously the other wasn't one of my favorite movies i did enjoy this one i did enjoy it from beginning to end it's very well acted uh bud court who you uh you're talking about i never knew i've never seen bud court young which was weird to just see i was like who is that i was like and then when i saw his name i was like wait a minute was that Bud Court the whole time? That was his, he's, he's Harold. I, so I went through the whole movie, not even realizing <laughs> that, that, uh, cause he, he did not age well. Now he, you saw him in the, uh, the made for each other episode of the hitchhiker with Bill Paxton, right? I don't remember him in that, but I know what you're talking about. He plays the guy that poisons people, uh, bum wine and Bill Paxton uh, meets up with him and they go get a prostitute together. Uh, oh, that was Bud Court in that. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I remember. That. I remember Bill Paxton in it, but Bud didn't really. Uh, he 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 didn't have the lasting impression that I remember. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you're gonna get if you're on the screen with Bill Paxton. Let's just. Well, face he's not it. as nutty and zany as he was in Brain Dead. So. Yeah, and I remember him in Brain Dead, and I also remember him just. Uh, uh, he looks like a guy that uh, would. Uh, he looks like the 1970s simp, if that makes sense, right? Yes. Like what we call simps now is a guy who's like, hello, my lady. And like he would, uh, you know, he would just, I think he was the OG simp. The most, the most introverted of all introverts. Yeah, I could see that. Now he actually, uh, one of the things I was reading about this was that uh, Bud Court, uh, after doing this movie, was worried he was going to get typecast as basically just the creepy, weird white guy with emotional issues. So much so that 1975, when they uh, he got he got the offer to do uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and uh, to play uh, what's it called the the role that what's his name Billy Billy yeah Billy uh, Billy Bibbit who. Uh, of course, was famously um, played by Brad Dorif in the film, but he turned it down because he didn't want to get typecast. And what a horrible movie to turn down, right? Like, although I can't imagine, I mean, great for Brad Dorif because that was like his jump off movie. Uh, I can understand that. that he just didn't want to play a retard. 
Yeah, he's, you know, <laughs> I never want to do that. Uh, speaking of, uh, hey, check me out at the Polar Bear Plunge comedy show next Friday. Uh, it should be, oh. should be a good time. Oh, I haven't seen this, and you probably saw it. Okay. He played in one episode of Eagleheart as Gleeko. <gasps> oh, Gleeko. I, I always knew it. I He looked like a, you know, when I see Bud Court, I was like, that is Gleeko. Um, oh, he was also in Coyote Ugly. That is that is true. That is true. Uh, I think this is also the movie that has the most, uh, I can't name another one, that has the most fake suicides in it. Uh, it is it is a lot. It, even from the jump, when the movie starts off, it's uh, Bud Court is hanging himself. Uh, but I guess it's, it, I didn't get that it was fake each time. Uh, I was just like, can he just survive all of these things? Uh, what is he? Yeah. He's doing the Ashley Pontius. <laughs> Do the AP dance. Whoop, whoop. And we sl- <laughs> one, one, of the, one of the great things in the, uh, the, the TV show, The Young Ones, is the, uh, the hippie guy likes to, wants to kill himself. And in one episode, he tries to hang himself, but he makes the, the, the rope too long. And he's like, oh, when he fails hanging himself, he's like, I hope nobody saw this. And like down on the street, there's two women in the bus who are looking at him through the window like, he should have used a shoulder rope. Uh. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> Which is, you know, another fun thing about Bud Court uh, fake killing himself is that he was also a character on MASH, which uh, the theme song to that, Suicide is Easy. There you go. And it's so easy that in this, he did it like 20 times. Uh but yeah, he goes, uh, the, the story follows is uh, uh, Harold, uh, played by Bud Court, is a super sheltered uh, rich boy, a uh, uh, bit, bit of a wet blanket, it seems, very sad. I feel like this is like the inspiration of every Tim Burton main character sometimes is the Harold from this movie. Um, but he has an overbearing uh, uh, mother, played by Vivi, uh, uh played by Vivian Pickles and <laughs> she her real name is Vivian Pickles I'm reading it right um and she's I, I like it because she's like the classic debutante a real a, a real uh as Ashley would call her a debutante there you go <laughs> Um, good, good bit. I wanted to. I, I gave you the layup, and you fucking slammed it down. That's an alley oop right there, and I love it. So uh, Vivian is like, I, she's the classic like uh, mother who won't even look at her son. He's like, Harold, what are you doing? Blah 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 blah. You need to get ready. You stop. Stop with your fake hangings again. Uh, <laughs> I. I also the another thing that's kind of groundbreaking about this movie. It is the first movie that I think exists where internet dating basically happens. Uh, because she says uh, that she wants to find uh, Harold a wife. And she says, we've got a computer dating service where we're going to do that. So technically, this bitch is using 1970s Tinder to go find her son a, a, a spouse. Hmm. And just think before the video video cameras became really popular and you could record like a minute of yourself talking yourself up like uh yeah i got like my eyes eyed shirt check it out bitches yeah look at how hot i am uh i have all of the dungeons and dragons book so if that doesn't impress you and make your pussy wet i don't know what will 
<laughs> Instead of tea time, it's tea bag time. Um, I uh, it's not totally related, but I feel like it's in the same vein because obviously everybody knows I'm single. But one thing that I found very funny last night that also comes up in dating is I had these ladies, the same country ladies. Sorry that I keep using that word. So the ladies are like, we just want to tell you, you remind us of this very funny female. And I go, Amy Schumer. And they go, nope. And I go, Melissa McCarthy. And they go, that's the one. <laughs> and I, I, I get the same with dating because they're like, what fat, funny person are you an image of? And it's that. So I imagine the dating back then for me, they'd be like, you know who you remind me of? Fatty Arbuckle. Uncanny, uncanny appearance. By the well, way. you get that uncanny one. I got John Candy, so that's not as uh, also not a good, <laughs> not a good one. I always get two. The they were like, "Oh my god, you're so cute. You look like Chris." I in my head, I'm like, "Is it going to be Chris Farley? Is it going to be Bobby Hill? Uh, or will it be uh, the other fatty? Uh, what's the fuck is his name? Um, Sam Kinison. I get two all the time. It's funny you bring it up, Eric, because guess what else was said to me last night? What's that? You are the female Chris Farley. So <laughs> so I got down real low and I was like, Wadi freaking duh. <laughs> if you had gra- if you had yoked that lady up and went, Lay off me, I'm starving. <laughs> I would have lost it. Diet. Yeah. I um this movie was hard for me to watch because are you guys telling me that my only options are going to be an 80 year old dude that makes me feel like life is worth living? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, uh, as the story follows, uh, you get to meet some of the, uh, uh, sweet Harold's counselors, which are, uh, range from a priest to an actual psychotherapist, uh, all trying to figure out the ins and outs. Uh, oh, as well as I love the favorite guy that he gets advice from, which is his uncle who's in the military who only has one arm and the guy has his one arm is, is rigged so that his sleeve can still salute. And I, I'm not going to lie. I did laugh out loud when he pulls the fucking string and it just goes, whoop and fucking gives a little salute uh that was that was some good stuff right there <laughs> i did enjoy that this this guy uh had the special evil smarminess of an actor that really really just exudes almost to the like really super racist guy from uh blazing saddles but what really set him apart uh his name's charles tyner as uncle victor is that he's the really super evil guy in um, the longest yard that ends up killing the uh, coach of the team because he couldn't be the coach. Really nice. great, awful, evil part in that movie. He's awesome. All right. Very good. So uh, I do like all of those. And uh, I, if I can pull it up I when we get to the end of the movie, and uh, I'll see if I can't pull up the scene where fucking uh, the one 
the priest is talking about his new love. I think that's also a very, very funny little zoom in shot. We'll get there. Um, eventually one of the, one of the things that, uh, Harold loves to do apart from faking his own death is he likes to just attend funerals just because, uh, the original funeral crasher, I'd love to see a mashup like Harold and Maude 2021, where he's still doing this, but he runs into Will Ferrell from wedding crashers. Who's also just there to get a pussy. Uh, the only, the only movie that comes close to this and really does bite off it is Fight Club. Because uh, what's his name? Norton is going to all the help groups. Oh, yeah. Uh, make, I see where you got. Well, you, you know what's funny is Eric has no idea that I was hiding in the woods when he buried his dog. <laughs> <laughs> so where's the dog now? The dog's on the mantle, and she is burned up. And uh, I've started to do uh, I started to do this like new bit about my dead dog because uh, now enough time has passed. You know, I have that I have that thing up on the. We have the ashes that are up there, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I th- I guess I think about my own work ethic, and I think about the people that I work with, and I see other people's jobs and what they do. I don't know if that's my dog in there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's not like they clean that bitch out every time they were like, you know, if it's a busy day, they're not like, here's all the ashes that are left. Like, I guarantee if I worked there and I didn't feel like going to the dumpster, I would just throw the rest of my rotisserie chicken in there. You know what I mean? So, Eric is not wrong a little bit. Um, Two things. One, for those of you that don't know, I used to work at a funeral home. Um, So, Eric's not totally wrong. That explains Uh, a lot. It does. So then number two, I will be very sad when Eric dies and is cremated, believe it or not. Um, but because I will take it so hard, I fully intend to roll around in your ashes like a chinchilla. <laughs> Can I videotape it? Sure. Oh, by the way, I... Uh, but I- also it goes... To, hey, before you get before you go too far, Jeremy, this is the other thing. Like, if you have, like, ashes of a family member, do you really want to know if it isn't your family member? I mean, it's just there for, for keepsake. But what if you got it tested and found out it was old handsy Uncle Pete who was lived down the street and used to diddle the kids and you've had them up on your mantle for years? That would feel weird because I also do power lifting and I just use pieces of my grandma before I'm done. I just kind of pattered <laughs> for good grip. You do it every time you have to reenact a scene from the movie Congo where they meet the tribe in there like mm, that's it. <laughs> by, by the way I'm uh, I'm 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 pretty much against cremation and and more than that I wrote a uh, a screenplay in my head uh because uh Eddie Van Halen died and and my uh my screenplay pretty much involved the guy that has to push the button for the cremation and he's like no this ain't gonna happen and he ends up cutting off Eddie Van Halen's hands to keep them until he gets found out. And it's like when he's confronted about why did you do it? Like, no, no, you don't take like a fucking hope diamond and burn the most precious thing on the fucking earth that, which was Eddie Van Halen's hands. No, you don't do that. No, they need to be enshrined somewhere. Yeah. I'd love to have one taxidermied Eddie Van Halen. hand. <laughs> that would be pretty badass. 
I mean, to me, well, that's like more precious than fucking gold, you know? You know, <laughs> hey, you know, it'd be great. Have you ever seen that, uh, that robot, the, the steampunk robot that guy made right. that could play the guitar? Right. You fucking fashion Eddie Van Halen's hand to that thing, and it's going to have like supernatural <laughs> powers, like the movie Oh, Virus. I was like, bad idea. Bad idea. We just did Virus last week. So I think we've already <laughs> learned that's a bad idea. Um, and then the robots kill everybody, but it's Eddie Van Halen. All right, relax. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, um, boys, and for our listeners, if you are into necrophilia porn, you can find my video online called Cream Nation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get your coffees ready. It's about to get live. Um, man, this is some wet ass creamer. <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> yeah, but you ain't astose intolerant, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, as the movie progresses, he uh, he's at a funeral and he meets Maud, who is a uh, the exact opposite of him. She is a 80 year old woman or a woman approaching her 80th birthday. Real fun loving, free spirit, does anything she wants. Fucking takes cars when she needs them, borrows cars, if you will, uh, and is just the most has the most fun time in the whole world. Uh, I also love her driving in this movie because it is just like roads mean nothing none of this means nothing uh which is kind of one of the things i looked up is the actress who plays uh maud in this movie who is uh ruth gordon she actually never drives in this movie because she never taught herself to drive so every scene that you see driving is either a stunt or there is somebody towing the car when she's in it yay feminism <laughs> my grandmother you know my grandmother didn't learn to to drive until she was about i think like 60 or 70 and it was because that she just they only had one car she never had to and then when they finally got to a part she was like uh i think some ladies from church finally taught her how to drive and then she could drive because uh was i love I love when women are fully dependent on their men. There's nothing bad that ever happens from that. So that's <laughs> very cool. <laughs> I did I did I did laugh at the driving because I couldn't help and I think Eric has seen this. It reminded me of whenever I do a UE on the street I live in. <laughs> because i park on the street and i have to turn around to go the opposite direction and my cute little smart car makes really painful turns and then i cause traffic problems for everybody else great i i I don't mean painful i mean that thing is for as tiny and as uh and as a death trap as it is uh, from the outside uh it does zip around real good you can make those like because you did this i came to your house right to go do that show was two weeks ago now uh and when we were both parked in the same spot you go and you go and then take off i'm like okay cool and i had to do like an eight point turn with my (laughs) but you know what eric i um you know as as cool as i am in that car it did break down um friday night so (laughs) oh no what happened to the, the to the smart mobile uh real quick uh I drove to Frederick with a friend to do a bar crawl. We did one bar. We pulled up to a stoplight, and my car died. <laughs> oh my god! But it just like, completely <laughs> shut down, and uh... it, yep. So, so then we tried to push it, but guess what? You apparently cannot push a smart car. It locks the neutral, so you can't do anything. <laughs> oh um, no! Because. 
I'm living in America. Um, so, safety. So, well, it's funny because you were you were messaging me before that about where to park in Frederick, and I like threw one thing out there. He's like, but yeah, I don't want to have to worry about my car. Well, you kind of, I, I guess in a way, you kind of solved the problem. You didn't have to worry about where to park. It that was really that. awful. So then we decided we got the car started again, but the person I was with was like, you know what? I don't think we should stay in Frederick in case your car can't make it home. So my car then makes it home. And we leave my car at my place and then just hang out in Hagerstown instead. And then I drove I drove to Bel Air, Maryland yesterday and back. No problem. So apparently my car hates guests, which is perfect for me because I don't want to give people rides. But yeah, it's been it's you know, it's been an interesting weekend. Sorry, we're getting back into my stuff, but yeah, the car died and then a transformer exploded outside of my apartment and I had no electricity on Friday. Jeez, wow. That's wild. Awesome. This is almost God. as good as you seeing like an accident in front of you that other month. Yeah, I um, I live a horrible existence. No, it's just like amazingly coincidentally uh, disturbing. So, um, all the time. I can't wait to see what's next. Uh, I, I really, I really uh, love Ruth Gordon as an actress. Um, mm -hmm. Especially, this is her probably her shining film but uh her and roman polanski's uh rosemary's baby i do like her in that that's the only other thing i know that's her from right. she really plays the most uh amazing satanist who's just the most charming old lady until you finally find out she's <laughs> setting rosemary up for satan's child <laughs> hell hell satan hell satan <laughs> that's me if i make it to amy well, you know, I mean, not everybody can be friends with Richard Ramirez, but uh, the uh, the other the other great part she had was in a uh, '80s uh, kids film called uh, My Bodyguard, where uh, Adam Baldwin, my favorite Baldwin brother, uh, Baldwin. helps Chris make peace. Is this uh, real? Fight uh, Matt Dillon, Hold and on. she plays the the, the mother. <laughs> The grandmother of Chris Makepeace, and she's pretty much the same as she is in Harold and Maude. Damn it! Is Adam Baldwin? I didn't know. I no, he's definitely not a Baldwin. Brother. He's not a Baldwin. No, I'm making okay. a joke. Okay. I think there's like twenty Baldwin brothers, but I I lump them all together. There's like Shemp, and <laughs> Curly Joe, <laughs> and uh, Sweeney. Sweeney's another Baldwin brother. Sweeney Baldwin. Ah, oh, Sweeney so, Baldwin. I always yeah. like. Uh, I always liked uh, the sister Sigourney Baldwin. She the was, first, she's uh, my favorite one. <laughs> when the first Baldwin brother died, they replaced him with Shemp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh -huh. yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we got that cleared cleared up. Uh, I was I was unfamiliar with the long family tree of the Baldwins. We might do Mike Bodyguard someday. That's a great film. Okay. Um, if you're really into your Chris Makepeace. So, <laughs> so as the movie progresses. Uh, uh, he starts hanging out more and more with Maud, who is just, you know, she's a firecracker. Let me tell you, she loves nature, not materialistic, basically lives in a gypsy home uh, filled with all types of... She has one, like, contraption that she shows him, which is like a smell-o-vision, I guess. She's like, oh, oh, I picked this one up, and it has, like, candy. She's like, oh, it smells like the subway and cigarette smoke. <laughs> Nothing compares uh, to her giant um, sculpture of a giant vagina. Yeah, that. Then and then Harold tries to put his entire head into it uh yes. which is okay easy <laughs> that's that's not a move a virgin pulls pal that is a high level <laughs> move okay you can't oh. just go diving into pussies on your first time oh, let me let me go i forgot to say that as ruth gordon as a satanist it's like so much better than faruza balk because she's like an obvious like poser satanist so yeah 
I guess. I don't. I yeah. Know. Okay. I was just saying, real Satanists you don't see coming. You see us in yoga. We've got live, laugh, love tattooed above our tar pits. <laughs> On you. Well, actually, they become the breast preachers in in America, like Joe Olstein. So, oh yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. He's he's, you know, Joel Osteen has this look in his eyes that always says, "Like, come, come to the church, and then I will bury you underneath it if you ever cross me." One thing you don't I'm know a about one, one thing you don't know about Joe Olstein, he eats babies. I believe it. That's how he keeps that wonderful look. I think the look in his eyes, though, is more like I'm holding in a fart and I'm running out of time. <laughs> He does look like he's he's pleading with his asshole Punch the entire time. <laughs> Just like, this isn't so much a prayer to God as it is to my own bodily functions. <laughs> <laughs> Now I just he looks gave, like he's under pressure. We just ate the bread of Christ and it was poisoned. You're all gonna die. This is the biggest stadium I've ever done. Yeah, so. yeah. Actually, you're right. He does kind of talk like a more gentle Jim Jones. Actually, yeah. you're very on the money about this. Ooh, I don't like. It. Hey, that's a, that's a good band does name. Everybody gentle feel Jim alive? Jones, because you just got the most cocaine I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also do things like go to they go to more funerals together. They're starting to have a real fun time. One day they go into the city and uh, she like double parks because she wants to liberate a tree. Uh, She's like, and then it's some good uh, back and forth. He's just like, I don't think you could do that. It's public property. He's like, well, exactly. And then <laughs> and so uh, oh oh the best part about the the burying of the tree is like. You put this tree so far in the forest, it's definitely going to die now. It is true. So. Clearly, this bitch has never listened to Rush. Uh, and, and, and the worst thing is, like, Getty Lee was like, doesn't they understand anything about the trees? Don't you understand if you plant a tree under a bigger tree, and it'll die, and you won't, because we're rushed, and we're playing really cool. We've got a good drummer. Uh, Getty, Getty Lee just hates this film, so... Liberating the tree is what I call getting a deep dicking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, uh, but on their way to liberate this tree, uh, but all the way, every time they park a vehicle, she just steals a new car uh, and then keeps moving on about her business. And then uh, they eventually get like an El Camino and pick this thing up uh, where we get a wonderful cameo as they get pulled over by, uh, I, I believe this is one of his first movies, it's Tom Skerritt, uh, who's playing the cop uh, who pulls him over before he was ever the... Uh, the uh, the captain of the Nostromo uh, the, the, of the Nostromo before the alien ripped him to shreds. He was a uh, a cop that basically but before he got it on with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah, I did it. Did that happen? Also, that's creepy. That's um, the movie, the new uh, Lolita that he made. Oh, uh, she was still oh like fifteen. Ugh, okay, I don't like that. Okay, he had like sex her. with her in ET. I'm kidding. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm scared to ask what happened to Carol Ann in Poltergeist Three now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, Tom Skerritt, he's credited as his character's name is M. Bowman. Uh, I'm sorry, Ashley. What do you got? I'm so sorry, and everybody, please forgive me for what I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Eric said, I wonder what really happened to Carol Ann in Poltergeist 3. He rearranged her guts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
may you rest in peace, oh, sweet child. Sweet child, that's super dead. That they fed anti-growth hormones and killed. Um, what horrible parents. Um, so look. <laughs> Well, I know she died of like some weird thing. She was on like some weird pills they were giving to her that gave her oh, a condition Eric, and shit. Eric, no, she, no, she had like Crohn's disease, and it she because of her her intestines, like she got very sick and had a blockage. But I, at least what I had, I, I remember it. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But if I if memory serves me correct, it doesn't a lot. So. Um, <laughs> They, uh, that the medication was just, that she was on should not have been given to a child. So part of it was the medication she was taking. She was taking doses that weren't made for her. So uh, the doctors and her parents basically uh, were pseudo complicit in her own death. So uh, I think that's sad. more conspiracy theory than true. I am again, listeners, if you know, let us know. Um, but either way, she died of a bell abstraction. So wow. Okay. Learn something every day. Well, if it's one thing we know yeah. in this podcast, none of us have that problem. Um, <laughs> I keep very regular, too regular. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy, we know. I saw what you did at the fucking Super Bowl, pal. Um, uh, sorry, I couldn't find the toilet brush. So uh, I do like how Maud handles this. Okay, so Tom Scarrett's character—he's—he's he's the motorcycle offer officer but it's called m bowman in the in the credits now m bowman is says it's because tom scarrett based his character off a authoritarian uh none other than uh bowman from the nazi party in world war ii so he was trying to really draw on his nazi uh on a nazi doing that although he just comes off as a very playful police officer having a whimsical chase here he didn't even beat the shit out of maude which is what a real cop a good cop would have done is pulled that bitch over and really really put her to the pavement Eric, why are you surprised? Don't you know springtime for Hitler? Don't you know that Nazis have a naughty fun side? <laughs> they do. <laughs> you know, springtime for Hitler isn't really too far off because I heard that Hitler's favorite film was uh, that James Cagney um, Yankee Doodle Dandy. Oh, he loves he loves the Yankee. Have you guys? Uh, by the way, this, it's it's Hitler based, so I'm gonna just go and have you guys watched the new Kingsman movie? the the prequel no. Kingsman. I watched the other two. So hey, I haven't watched any Medea film. So look, hey, <laughs> I liked this new one better than I liked the Kingsman two. It's not as good as Kingsman one, but I liked this one. Okay, now there okay. there is a. It takes place in World War One, uh, but there's there's a there's a TikTok that's circling the internet of uh, the extra scene at the end where they play it like an excited Marvel group going, oh, as a reveal, because at the end there's a reveal that like after the day is saved, they reveal young Hitler is now in cahoots with the bad guys. And they're like, everybody, <laughs> they have it. They have a, there's a thing on the internet where you can see like people going nuts. Like it's a, like it's a Marvel reveal. Like, oh shit, it's Doctor Strange. Like, the <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Except Hitler, Hitler, and the un in the multiverse of madness. <laughs> Hitler and the. <laughs> I would. Hey, I would watch. Oh, by the way, I'm also uh, happy that they revealed Pip at the end of Eternals, even though he's only CGI. Yeah. He's an actual dwarf. I, I actually am really excited for the next Doctor Strange movie, Doctor Strange Love, and how I learned to love the atomic bomb. <laughs> So uh, mm. 
they're able to outwit this cop very easily. And as, as, as the second time they go away uh, to outwit this fucking Tom Skerritt numbskull, uh, you can actually see Harold whack himself in the head with the shovel that he has because uh, they hop on his bike and drive away. Uh, but they just kept rolling. And he was like, oh, yeah, I can. Bud Core's like, oh, I've been hit with a shovel many times and I'm can, very used to it. Can I, can I tell you the biggest... Uh biggest quip with the nazis about the atomic bomb yeah please they're like oh it's technology it was invented by a jew (laughs) 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 all right um so as they plant this tree uh uh, uh, Harold becomes more and more enamored with Maud, uh, which eventually leads to uh, uh, the a sex. They have sex. Uh, luckily, they cut it out of the movie. They wanted to actually have a real sex scene with these two. And uh, it was removed because they didn't want an R rating uh, because they wanted everybody to see this. Now, yeah, go ahead, Ash. Can I, can I sorry, real quick. Can I just insert a TikTok soundbite? This is <laughs> that's all I have to say about the idea of those two fucking. I mean, the, so uh, the 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 scene where it just closes in on the the priest's reaction to the finding out that he wants to marry her, and he's like, the thought of a droopy. Well, let me breasts. let me see if I can let me see if I can pull that up because that is one clip I wanted to play, and I do have the movie up here, so let me see if I can find that spot right here somewhere around this area i'll find it the fact that the the priest has the most demeaning (laughs) offensive (laughs) opinion of the the union (laughs) okay look here i got i got it up here here you want to sleep with your grandmother i would be remiss in my duty if i did not tell you that the idea of (laughs) intercourse (laughs) <laughs> the fact of your firm young body. I I also don't like how this Catholic priest is looking at him. And he's just firm young body. Like, the, <laughs> like this, just that. He said they're losing another one. <laughs> the undertone is like this was my boy pussy, and Maud has ruined it. <laughs> yes. Anyway, let's hear let's hear a little bit more from this fucking creepy priest here. Co-mingling with the withered flesh, <laughs> sagging breasts, <laughs> and flabby buttocks <laughs> makes me want. vomit <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible way to like tell someone in detail hey the girl you want to marry she's fucking gross <laughs> also also I, I like i mean he is a priest and everything uh but if he was sexually active this is the woman he'd be fucking right now you understand this is <laughs> age appropriate <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he would be he'd be having old gilf porn right here you, you know, know having a regular lemon party every once every once in a while i consider becoming a priest so i can get it on with 80 year olds 
<laughs> so you, wait a minute. So you want to become a Catholic priest for the 80-year-old pussy? That's what you're... Well, I'm not going to do 10-year-olds. I'm not a bastard. Oh, okay. Well, thank God. I, I mean, I get it, though, because I became a comedian so older men would hit on me. Ah. Hell yeah. But yeah. you still make good money at doing it, so it's all good. Nope. But, man, <laughs> the, I love the idea. I love the idea of these out-of-shape, middle-aged pale uninteresting men being like you have thought about your tits and i'm like it's great (laughs) um uh also i thought of the greatest horror film that you could ever see and that's the uh horror film of my wife and i having sex so gosh it's got to sound like a fucking macaroni factory kind of wishes it makes you wish you could see two like walruses fucking instead Gonna, we're all gonna die soon anyway. What does it matter? True, true so. that, true that. <laughs> Sorry. Respect. So, uh, um, as she's the, she's a great woman, by the way. I can't praise her. I enough, know she so. is. I know. <laughs> so, uh, as I don't the, know which is worse, like being overweight or just having your body covered with psoriasis. I don't know. It's it's a it's a toss up. They're both equally sexy. Yeah. I've, I've asked, I've asked myself that over and over again. <laughs> I stay up late at I night. I have thought of getting into psoriasis porn, you know, where I scrape my my snowflakes into girls' mouths and everything. But I don't know if I'll make money. Eric, uh, sorry, I know I keep getting us off topic, but you know what, Jeremy? I know things have been tough. Have you considered that every Christmas movie you could be hired as the fake snow that they use in movies? <laughs> Maybe I maybe I could sing some like Bing Crosby. I like dreaming of a white Christmas, you know. Yes, yeah. I'm I'm on board with this. I think you're both saving the environment and helping out the film industry. And like the money shot is when the woman finally vomits. So <laughs> <laughs> sticks out her tongue to catch a snowflake. Yeah. So oh, gosh, I am here. Uh, it comes here. It comes. <laughs> the second one of those things touched my lips. I would just, this would be what happens after that is just constant. I am opening fire on all of Jeremy. This, this is me outside of your home 20 minutes later. Um, you know, like in every, every porn maker has to like lay it on the table. You can't just like make it up as you go along. And it's just like, okay, well, she's like, when does the guy come on my face? And I'm like, oh no, he's not going to be coming. It, it's gonna be flakes and she's like <laughs> uh i'm allowed to vomit right oh yeah you're definitely gonna vomit we paid for the vomit uh yeah <laughs> i do like hey have you ever watched porn bloopers they're some of my favorite things in the whole world tonight i'm dicking <laughs> and ed mcmahon's porn bloopers there was one they put on uh taj.0 that was blurred out and it's this girl uh uh doing doing oral sex with a man and she she throws up all of a sudden like all over herself and you think that's like oh that's yeah maybe it hit the wrong spot and uh, hit the gag right and she goes oh my god i'm so sorry it's not you. I'm pregnant, and I. Oh. <laughs> I, I, oh. I was not ready for any of that. Uh, you, the throw up was one thing, but the extra line is what uh, made it that chef's kiss good and the clip of the week. Question: <sighs> If you are pregnant, performing porn, is that considered child labor? 
<laughs> I don't. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, so anyway, uh, as the movie progresses here, uh, Harold goes and tells his uh, has told his mother that he's going to marry Maud, and uh, he gives her this very beautiful thing that says Harold and Maud forever, and she chucks it into the river. She's like, "That's why I know where it is." <laughs> like that, and I was just like, "Bitch, don't be throwing my fucking gold inscribed coin I just got for you in the river." I just paid you five f- cents for that. You listen, there's free spirit, and then there's just being rude. You fucking bitch. <laughs> Like Eric and I every birthday. I'm like, here you go. And then he just punts it like a football and he's like, love you. <laughs> so uh uh so that happens. Uh then he goes to to celebrate Maud's 80th birthday and uh he she drops a bombshell on him saying, Oh yeah, I also took some poison, so I'll die tonight by midnight. And she goes, What? And then oh gotta rush her to off to the hospital because I, I'm not sure why she decided to kill herself if it was exactly to to save Harold from trying to marry her or if it was just like maybe she's like one of the people from Midsummer. she's like I've lived my life cycle and now it's time to go uh but everybody knows that a good Satanist has to jump off the cliff for the for the uh the burning no those are the those are pagans completely different okay oh, I don't know Satanism well Listen. I just know you have to get Edward Woodward into a big wicker man and burn him alive. There you go. That's what we need. We need more wicker men. <laughs> and yeah, you know everybody knows say? every burning man. There is a real man in that thing. So. <laughs> hey, what did, did be- you say, wicker or wigger? Because Eric is definitely one of them. Whoa! No, no. I was. Oh, that's right. Wigger man, starring Nicolas Cage. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> Wigger Man is definitely it's the same Wicker Man movie but it actually stars Fred Durst instead and then at the end he gets burned in a giant chocolate starfish Um, so any You have I, to mention Limp Biscuit. I I'll never stop mentioning Limp Biscuit, the greatest new metal band that ever existed oh, I, oh, Eric I'm sorry but that's what you call your penis <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck yeah so uh he rushes her to the hospital but unfortunately after many cutscenes, uh she is super dead and uh then we see sweet harold driving uh erratically much like his uh his, his love and his souped did. up uh jaguar hearse yeah yeah there is a scene where he gets a new jaguar that he fucking uh turns into a fucking dragula and uh fucking meddles it out and there are some badass hearses in this movie i will say no he got that sweet 50s hearse from the scrapyard which he fixed up which his mother's like oh that monstrosity i'm going to get you a jaguar and i got rid of your hearse Uh, so there's uh there's that and then eventually we see uh the car careen off of a cliff crushing uh, it, it into almost like a fucking pancake uh surely it must mean Harold's demise although what was he learned why would he take his own life when there was a lady who uh did everything to, to get every ounce of life that she could out of herself until uh she actually killed herself um and sure enough, they pan back up, and it's Harold. He's up there, and he's learning how to play the banjo. And that ends. Uh, uh, brings us to an end of Harold and Maud. Uh, which, uh, gosh, if uh, if you want to be, listen, I guess if there was a six, <laughs> an eighty year old woman that you'd want to bang, uh, 
I guess this is one of the better ones. Like, I wouldn't bang any of the chicks from Cocoon, right? Uh, uh, I think no, she's... you're no, you're no, uh, <laughs> you Cronin to any Jessica Can't Tandy baby. Mm, yeah, I wonder who the hottest eighty year old is. But um, um, I'm gonna go with um, Helen Mirren. She's, she's getting up there. She's Hell gonna be yeah. up there. Yeah, I could. Helen Mirren could still gilf it. I could gilf. Now her. she's still a little bit young. She's still only in her sixties. But uh, oh shit. Yeah. Well, Helen Mirren is seventy six. I ha- I hate okay. to admit it, and it was at least five years ago. But when I met Sally Kellerman at Chiller, and I was like, she was so charming and so flirty. I was like, damn. I think I could fuck Sally Kellerman. Let's see. Sally Kellerman. I don't even know who this is. You know who Sally Kellerman is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She just died the other day. She was 84, and she was in MASH, and she was also in another Bud Court movie called Brewster McCloud, where he flies across the Astros Stadium. But, yeah, she was very friendly. But she is she is very, very popular in the old Star Trek because she became a god and helped save uh, uh, Kirk versus his friend who became a god and tried to kill Kirk. Okay. Well, Sally Kellerman, well, you, uh, I mean, Jeremy, you still got a shot. We just need to go grab a shovel, brother. (laughs) By the way, you know, I'm thinking second on my list of really old bitches who really did it for me. Uh, Why do you have a list? You've put some thought into this. Dude, 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 look. Look, look, like that gay guy that got with, um, what's her name from uh, Cabaret, you know, uh, uh, what's her name's daughter? Liza Minnelli? Liza Minnelli, yeah, that that gay guy that married her, you know, he was obviously gay. Oh. That he was yeah. like, oh, doesn't matter how old she is, she's Liza Minnelli, you know? Oh, true that. And even though she looked horrible, looked horrible at her age. And at the same time, man, when I met PJ Souls from... Um, from rock and roll high school. I mean, PJ Souls. You mean from Halloween? But yes, okay, yeah, sure, yeah, whichever yeah, movie. Yeah, from you rock wanna, and roll yeah, high school. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Come on, rock and roll high school is a fucking classic, man. But dude, I, she got to be like sixty-seven when I met her, and I put my arm around her, and I was, I was getting a chub. I was getting. She did wow. not look great, but she's still got that woman in her. She is a. Mm, Okay, so Hell PJ yeah. Souls. I'm looking at current pictures of PJ Souls. Dude, I would be that gay dude to, like that married Miza Minnelli. I would I would do PJ Souls P- and AJ. PJ Souls looks like she's grown into the lady that definitely complains to the manager at Applebee's. Oh like, well, she looks careless, but she's she's still that fucking hot fucking twenty year old inside. So okay. Well, I'm glad you shared that with us. And now I'm gonna wear a sheet and like kill her. Ashley, so. what are your final thoughts on Harold and Maude? Uh, look, I won't do an 80 year old, but I will 69. So. <laughs> uh, Jerry, your final closing thoughts on uh, on this film. Uh, you know, you can talk all this freedom and anarchy and bullshit, but if you're going to kill yourself, you're just a dick. Oh, OK. Got it. Uh, yeah, I've thought about killing myself. The one thing I don't kill myself is because I don't want to be remembered as a fucking asshole. Well, so. you already are, so don't worry, Jer. I'm going to stay alive <laughs> as an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I uh, I personally liked uh, the Harold and Maude movie, Jeremy. It was a decent pick. Uh, a little bit. I like it. It's it's macabre enough that I feel like it fits in, even though I felt like this was just going to be one of your random picks that didn't fit into our genre of doing horror and cheesy flicks. But this is uh, this was good, Jer. I enjoyed it. Um, you can check it out for free, I believe, on what is it? The Movies app? Uh, is that what it's called? Jeremy sent me a new app that you can watch it for free on, but whatever uh or you can just rent it it's it's worth a good watch um you can catch uh me at aircomedy.com that's all the things there ashley where can people find you at though um you can always find me online at ashley pontius laughs and you can catch me in dc march 3rd we will be doing a show uh comedy for communities to raise money for homeless shelters in dc fuck yeah go help out those homeless fuckers they need it jeremy take us out of here Mohammed Jihad! That was a weird scene from La La Land. Yeah, we all have friends. And we like to go out just with us. We go out to the movies, see our favorite show. We're sitting in the dark together. Just have a good time, yeah. Making jokes. Just all of us spin. Then I suck my friend's dick. And my friend sucks my dick. And that means we're all sucking each other's dick. And then we go out. To the bar, just my friends, playing some pool, yeah, having fun, and then we go to the back of the bar, and I suck my friend's dick, and then he sucks my dick, and all of our friends suck each other's dick, yeah. Then we go out on a boat, yeah. Me and all my friends. Fishing. Drinking beer, yeah. Just my friends, yeah. Having a good time, yeah. Man, I suck my dick. And my friend sucks my dick, too. Yeah, we're all sucking each other's dick, yeah. That we're really gay But no, we prefer pussy But our girls don't suck our dicks So we have to suck each other But we have relationships with women, yeah Suck it, 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 suck it
I have relationships with women and sex with men. And I got news for you. That means you're gay. <laughs>